Hello and welcome to the Full Time Whistle podcast on what has been an entertaining round of football fixtures this weekend. Um, some big results, um, some not so big results, uh, and a couple of tight games in there as well. Um, joining me this week, I don't know what he's doing, but he's uh, a bit more committed now. Is Aaron? How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. A lot, a lot more sober than than last time. So, uh, so and plus Luke's not on, so I don't know if it'll be that controversial. But um, now, but being the best behaviour, mate. Being the best behaviour. Did you watch any of the games this week? Actually, did actually I, I, I did manage to catch up this week. You know, do, do my homework from uh, from last week. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty good this weekend. Um, I'm sure we'll get into it, but um, yeah, I'm all glued up. So I've seen every goal. I know what's been going on. So. I'll be able to ask for everything. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's all right. I think I'll probably be the worst one this week. Um, <laughs> if I am sounding rough, bear with me. Bear with me. Um, and also join us, making his debut on the pod, is Reese. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. What are you saying? Yeah, all good. Um, so, good start for you. Obviously, you've been a Liverpool fan. Do you want to just uh, give us a bit of background so listeners know what they're in for with you? Oh, well, where do I start? <laughs> You'll probably hear me um, slewing Spurs and Tottenham quite a lot and Man United, obviously, that's a given. Yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah, I'm not too fond of Man City, man. <laughs> At all. Well, come on. I just think they play boring football, though. Well, they're not, they're boring to watch. It's not the football is boring, but I just can't be bothered to watch Man City games when they're live on Sky, really. They're just, they're just predictable, man. You know what you're going to get from them. They're probably going to win every game they play. And on the odd occasion, they might get caught out. But, yeah, that's very rare, isn't it, yeah. for this Man City team? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, plenty to get on with. Uh, I'd just like to give a little shout-out to the boys at the Reading Festival this weekend who all uh, downloaded the pod. It's nice hearing it as I was going to bed. One of the only things I can remember from Reading Festival. So, cheers, boys. Um <laughs> So let's get started um, with Liverpool 9, Bournemouth 0. Reese, kick us off. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, we just needed to react really after that Man United game. I mean, if you ask me, I think it's just like paper and over cracks at the moment. Um, we definitely need a midfielder. But with that sort of performance, I think, especially in front of the owner, who was actually there on the weekend, I think... Um, they're not going to sign anyone at all. I think it was just a bit of smoke, you know, just to um, please the fans for now. And then, yeah, they're just going to let us down on Thursday as per usual. Yeah, no, a couple of decent goals uh, within that nine as well. So it's nice that um, Harvey Elliott got his first goal as well. Um, oh, yeah, Harvey Elliott's goal was class, man. I mean, his nan just died just before that, so it was a bit of a touch, him getting a goal, man. Deserved. Yeah, because he, he didn't. I wouldn't say he got criticised against Man United, but he kind of kind of felt like he was just a little bit out of his depth. Do you think the lower teams in the league are more suited for his game for the time being? Obviously, it's just more getting the experience, isn't it? Really, I think at the moment, obviously, I mean, he started off well at the beginning of last season, and then obviously he got that big injury against Leeds. And um, at the time, I would probably say he was our best player. And then um, obviously now it's just about like you know getting some form, get like you know what I mean. It's a bit hard for him, man. Especially being so young and stuff. And at the moment, I suppose we're pinning a lot of pressure on him and Fabio Carvalho. Um, yeah, I just think he needs time to prove that he's that man for us. I don't think he's a starter at the moment. Definitely not. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, um, well, Klopp's kind of came out during the week and kind of said he was wrong and that Liverpool do need to now make a sign in midfield. Aaron, who do you kind of think Liverpool should go for? Just to, because I know they just need a kind of body, but we spoke about Tielemans in the last part. Who do you, any thoughts? Put me in the spot, but there I've got no idea who, who they could get, like, so as a quick fix. Hey, Frankie De Jong, why not? Everyone else is going for him, so, so why not go for someone like that? But I, I just don't know, mate, to, to be honest. I think someone like Ruben Neves would probably be a good fit, but what, how many? It closes September 1st, right? So, yeah, Thursday. Yeah, it's got a few days. I, I can actually see them maybe getting someone in on loan, like a Rabio type guy. I don't think they'll go for Rabio, but someone like that, someone who's sort of on the fringes, um, it's like an emergency loan. But yeah, I think, I think Liverpool will be okay. Um, Firmino played well. I know it's against Bournemouth, but if he can play a little bit more like he did on Saturday and not like he did against Man U, then, you know, they'll go more of a threat. Oh, that guy's finished, man, for me. Now he's, got, <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got to go now, man. A hat-trick of assess, mate. Like, it came through, oh, he's got a hat-trick of assess. And then you're looking at his assess for Harvey Elliott. It's just a fucking donkey touch. <laughs> no, this is it, man. But, like, you know, I think his, his time's been done, man. Like, he's just he's just not the one. And against Bournemouth, I'm not I'm not going to get excited about a performance from him. Yeah. Like, it's just, he's just poor, mate, honestly. I can't explain it. I think Darwin Nunes um, is the big miss for me, personally. I'll proper rate him. Saw him yeah. live last season and I just thought, I've never seen a player like that play against Liverpool. I mean, I know we said that about Minamino in the Champions League, but this guy was something else, man. And I really do think that he's the answer for us going forward. Yeah, I mean, we saw we saw him against Fulham, obviously got his goal there and not a bad kind of performance after that before he got sent off. Um, do you just think maybe Liverpool could have been a bit more prepared coming into like, this transfer window? It's like, Liverpool always kind of Thiago's a player who you know is probably going to get injured two or three times a season. Do you think they should have made these reinforcements before instead of like being quite reactive now? I think like being a Liverpool fan, I've got to be honest. I think they're banking on players like Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, Fabio Carvalho coming good. Mm. And I just think you're asking a lot of them, man. I think you've got to go and buy like ready-made players now especially players that are going on the cheap. So that Tillemans, obviously, is in his last year of his contract. You can go and get him for 30 mil. I mean, he's got to be better than Henderson and Milner, 100%. Um, and I just think Henderson and Milner, players that you use to see out games now, not to go and win you games. Four years ago, they would have been the ones, but not no more, man. So, yeah, I do think we could have been better prepared, but you can never foresee injuries and stuff like that. So... I think that's been our downfall at the beginning of the season. As soon as we get them big players back, I do think we'll be back to our normal business. Yeah, well, we kind of seen players like Alexander Arnold and Van Dijk getting goals um, against Bournemouth. A good reaction from them because obviously they were like two of the players that kind of came under a bit of fire on the on the Monday night game. Did you see his goal? Did you see Trent's goal? The guy just batted off, batted off. Have a free shot, mate. Just have a free mm. shot. Yeah, and- that's what it was like. I agree, man. It was just too easy. It's just yeah. too easy for us. I mean, I'm not going to get excited over the 9-0. I mean, it's massive, don't get me wrong. But again, we've got a test midweek against Newcastle. And then next weekend, we've got Everton. And I think those are the two games where if we react well in them two games, I might start saying we're going to do well this season. But until then, that Bournemouth result means merely nothing to me. Yeah. Um, so touching on Bournemouth, 
Um, they haven't had a great start to the campaign. They've still got the first win against Villa on the opening day, but since then, they haven't really looked that strong. Do you think they've underestimated their, their kind of season? It's, they haven't really upgraded that much from their championship team. Um, what, what do you think they should be doing, Aaron? Well, I, I, don't, I think Parker wouldn't have that much money to spend. Um, and he's already making excuses. He's a fucking prick. Honestly, he's a fucking walloper, that Scott Parker. Too, too busy spending £1,600 on a fucking cardigan. Honestly, God. Like, he's the most overrated manager in the Prem. You know, like, he gets promoted with the team of all the riches and, then he, and, can't, and can't hack it. Um, I, I know a harp about keeping more about how much I love him and stuff, right? But you have a big guy up front like that in that sort, sort of game. Just lump it long to I, I don't know. I, I just don't know what, what, what they're trying to do there. But... Um, they're going to struggle because they're not by very good players in the minute. So, but I don't think that he's got a lot of money to spend. But he would have known that anyway. But there's been worse teams in Bournemouth squads and done better. Like, there's no way. I know Cardiff, Cardiff's team now, shit. They would not lose 9 0. They would not lose 9 0. 3 0, 4 1, something like that. You know, they wouldn't lose 9 0. That's a thumping. And the goals were pathetic. Some of them were very pathetic. Um, yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? And you got, and the thing is, Liverpool scored nine goals. Sal didn't get one. Man. Yeah, that's 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 what made me laugh. I mean, if he started scoring, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. But, but he did have some, he did miss some sitters, to be fair to him, though. Mm. Nice, yeah. but yeah, look, I, mean, I, I, I don't, I can't see a worse team than Bournemouth in the Premier League. But because you're right, you're right, know where the goals are going to come from, really. Mm. And um, as long as Scott Parker keeps looking pretty, I don't think he really cares. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I, I think kind of when you kind of relying on like Solanke's be your like main striker, like kind of obviously better season. But he he has been injured though. To be fair, like he might be okay. I mean, mm. you've seen the way Dimitrovic is scoring goals, so he might be okay. Um, yeah. But defensively, like it's a good championship squad. That's it. It's a decent championship squad. Yeah, because it's like it's, there's no names in there really from their starting eleven that started up on on Saturday, but kind of scream Premier League. No, well, this is it, man. I mean, they've got Kiefer Moore up top. I don't know what they. Kiefer's brilliant, mate. He is brilliant. Yeah, he has different class. But he play, play to the guy's strengths. Like for me, he could be the best. You talk about Nunes being a target man, mate. This guy's better, but he just doesn't get the service. True, but they brought him off the back of like what last season. I mean, he only played what twenty-two games, and he got five, five goals. I mean, injured. What are you buying yeah, injured. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. I mean, I haven't watched much of him, but I just thought, oh. Yeah, Reese. I don't think so. One of the points we don't argue about is with uh, Aaron on Kiefer Moore. He's like the he's he's like the leader of the Kiefer Moore Appreciation Society. So there's no, no bad there's no bad words no, to it's say. It's it's I, I think it's our supporters club of one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I take the point. No, I think that Marcus Tavernier, though, I think against lower side teams, I think. Um, I think he will cause a bit of problems, man. He looked a bit tidy. Um, I mean, he targeted Trent quite a lot as well. So I think, um, yeah, it's hard, man. You're playing that a Liverpool side that just lost against Man United in the week, and then you're playing them on the Saturday, and you just like you just felt the full, full raw for them, man. So I do feel sorry for them. I do think they'll bounce back though. They've had a yeah. few hard games. Mm. Yeah, so moving on then, um, we'll talk about Man City. So uh, we'll keep it briefly then, Reese, if you don't like uh, talking about Man City. Um, but it's kind of a game of two halves in that 
in that game. Um, with Palace looking quite decent first half, looking pretty dominant, and then the tables turned at half time. It's just like the last game of the season, isn't it? I, I mean, I, I actually look at it, and I made this point before to you, Jab, when I look at like Celtic Rangers in Scotland, it's like, what what's the point? Like, a team goes 2-0 up, you know they're going to come back, they get a goal. And it's getting that way with Man City. So what's the point? You actually look at their goals and you're like, they're really soft goals as well. For a team like Palace, who defend really good. I mean, Haaland really didn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, he just gets a hat-trick. It's like a joke. Yeah. Um, I mean, but the, the, like, even when Palace got second goal, it was a little bit against the run of play, to be fair. But you just knew if Seti got one goal within the hour, they would win that game. It's just the way it is. It's just, it looks, it's the same, same with Celtic Rangers. It's the same with all the PSG, probably. Uh, it's, it's just the, the way it is now. And it's just it's quite it's quite pathetic in a way for the Premier League. It's just annoying, you know. If team goes two 0 up after like fifty five minutes, you don't expect them just to to fold and lose three two four two. But um, they're too strong, too strong. Bring on like that that Alvarez guy as well, like off the bench, you know, players like that. How can you compete? It's ridiculous. I mean, they did have a dodgy um, decision go against them though. I mean, when Edison threw it out, and then obviously oh, yeah. they tried yeah. to say. That that wasn't a goal. That was definitely a goal, and they would have gone three 0 up. Mm, yeah, for me, yeah. that's a that's a hard game to climb after that two 0 up. I mean, you're still in the game if you get mm. a quick goal in the second half. I mean, City just have a lot of decisions go their way. That's why I don't like them, man. Either they're definitely paying someone off. Do you, do you think that's kind of like, especially like with VAR? Do you not? Why can VAR look at that as well and go, the keeper wasn't obstructed, the goal should have stood. They decide what they want to look at, VAR. I mean, I think half the time, no one's even looking at the screen. Mm. They get texted by their mate and say, say, oh, look at this, look at this. It's just ridiculous, man. And it's always Man City that get them decisions. It's, it's, a, it's beyond the joke for me, man. Yeah. Um, obviously, Haaland is kind of showing his, his quality. Um, he's only just getting started. How many goals are we predicting this season? Well, the mad thing about Haaland is, is on the weekend, I read a stat that he only made eight passes that game and scored a hat-trick. Mad. That's, that's crazy. I mean, you don't do anything the whole game and you pop up with a hat-trick. Yeah. It's just, it's frightening to think that if he's involved in the game a bit more, how many goals is he actually going to score in the yeah. Premier League season? So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with about 30 this year. Yeah, I mean, say. So- Six already for the campaign, and in obviously four games, it's not it's not a bad start for him. But hopefully he doesn't uh, he doesn't play well on Wednesday, because um, uh, yeah, I want like the first to win. Um, <laughs> but, um, we all do Wednesday. I, th- I think we all do. I think we can actually agree on that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's nice that we have an agreement, mate. Um, kind of, man. Say Crystal Palace. Say obviously we said they had a good start to the game. What do they need to do to kind of just... Because they play well in most games. Like even against Arsenal, Palace played quite well. Can you see you at that game, obviously, Reese? Um, what, what do you think they just need to add just to kind of keep hold of like a winning position? I mean, where do you start? I mean, for one, I think the keeper could have done better. I know the first goal was a deflection, so maybe they could look at maybe getting a better keeper. I was that Johnson, didn't they? They're saying that Sam Johnson, but he's not really played yet, has he? No, he hasn't played at all. Like, maybe that could be just change it up a little. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. try a new keeper because I've always thought he looked a bit suspect 
that um what's his name Guaita. Yeah. He always looks a bit suspect. I mean, Anderson's a good centre back. I'm not too fun fond on the the centre back. I can't remember his name now. I know he played for England the back end of last season. No, oh, um, Gay. Yeah. 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 yeah, like he he looks a bit suspect at times as well. I was at the Arsenal Palace game, the first game of the season. Um. And I just thought he looked suspect. And I don't think that Tyreek, um, what's his name, Tyreek Mitchell? I don't think yeah. he looks that good either. So I think a whole new defence. And I mean, midfield-wise and um, their attackers, they're quite decent. Mm. So I just think, yeah, maybe just like do what they do, but just change it up a little bit at the back and the keeper. Yeah, they kind of just do feel like a team that don't kind of refresh as much as they should. It's like when you look at their starting lineup, right? Nathaniel Klein, Jordan Ayew, Jeffrey Slup, they kind of, Joel Ward, the kind of players that have kind of been playing for a long time. So do you kind of mm-hmm. feel like you can just get a bit of fresh blood in there, really? Well, this is it. I mean, any team that plays Nathaniel Klein, you're definitely going to struggle. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have been linked with um, Juan Pesaka. Do you kind of, can you see that deal going through? I think, I think that might... Um set off his career again. He was quite good there, you know. I mean, he was obviously one of their better players alongside Saha at the time and he mm. got his big move to United but it hasn't worked out there. I think that would be a good signing for them because realistically, one-on-one, he is a very hard defender to beat. Mm. So, maybe that is the right um, move for him. Yeah, we kind of saw that when Zaha went to United as well. He kind of never really kicked off there and came back and is the, the beast he is today. Um, Let's move on to we to a Sunday game. Uh, I think you can probably predict what game I'm going to be talking about. Um, Nottingham Forest getting beaten 2 0 to Spurs. Um, it's quite of a weird one when you kind of go into talk about defeat, but you're so positive about the performance because I thought we were great yesterday. The crowd, the crowd was good. I mean, it's such a difference with the crowd being good, mate. The crowd, the atmosphere was actually very good there. Very good. Um, so they actually, but I don't think Tottenham. I mean, Tottenham obviously got away with it because they didn't kill the game off. I don't really think I felt they were in control without really pulling away from it. You know, mm. um, Forest huffed and puffed. I still think where, where the goal is going to come for Forest. Um, you know, I don't, obviously you know more than me, but I just look at them. I think I don't really know where the goals are going to come from. It's a lot of huffing and puffing. Um, but they're a good team. They put themselves about. There's a lot of shite in the Premier League, so you know they've always got a chance of of of, uh, of staying up. But it was a bit of a free swing for them yesterday. Look at they had chances to go one 0 especially when the penalty was missed or saved. However, way yeah. you, you want to look at it. Um, I don't know what you think, Jack, but I actually thought the goal could have done better in the first goal. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, it kind of it looked more like he was blocked by McKenna, but. He- he just didn't have the best of views because it wasn't a powerful shot. So it just kind of, oh, shit. it did, it did bubble in. It was scuffed, uh, man. It was very, very lucky. I thought yeah. that straight away. Yeah. It's random, yeah. But yeah, well, but I'd say I do agree with you in terms of um, the goals. Like every game we kind of we played this season, we look like we we press well, we keep the ball well, but again, we we didn't start an out and out strike yesterday. Like Brennan Johnson. He played well in the championship. I still think he needs a few more games in the Premier League to kind of get get his feet on the ground, understanding. Um, but yeah, when we've got like um say Dennis on the bench, 
uh, Tyro on the bench. You can see where Cooper, uh, Cooper was going with, with the lineup, but I think you need to start. You need to do start one of the strikers in, in the game, really. I mean, you had one shot on target yesterday. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, for was... all that good football, I mean, you, you only had one shot on target. I just think, um, yeah, I think I agree with you. You definitely needed someone else on instead of strikers you lined up with. Yeah, yeah. Because Gibbs White played well. Um, kind of, I think this is one player that Cooper really wanted. I know we've signed nineteen players now, but um, I think he was definitely the one that Cooper wanted the most. Um, but Harry Kane got his two hundredth league goal yesterday. We had the debate on uh, on the last pod, Aaron, about him getting beating Shearer's record. I can't remember. Were you uh, pro or negative to him? Uh, I think, it, I think it was pro, maybe. I mean, I sort of disagree with everything that Luke was saying last time, so <laughs> it depends what he was saying. But, uh, yeah, I think he, well, how old is he? Well, he's 28 now, isn't he? 28, 29. Um, yeah. So what's he behind, like 64 or something like that? So we're talking about, like, three seasons. Really? I'm a bit confused with how many goals he's got because someone said that he equaled Andy Cole's record and now I'm hearing he's got 200. So if he's got 200, he's ahead of Andy Cole. Uh, I think yeah, I think he's on two hundred and one now because he scored twice yesterday. Um, yeah, well, I think to say the main argument is is obviously if um, if he stays in the striking role because you kind of saw it with Rooney in his career dropping a bit deeper and you kind of see the way that Kane now plays. He kind of does play a bit deeper now. Um, do you think he will stay as a striker or do you think he'll he will eventually just kind of push back? I think we're just seeing a better player altogether with Harry Kane. I mean, I wasn't his biggest fan at first, but like the last two seasons, I mean, the guy's just doing unreal stuff now, man. He can drop in, can stay up front. I think um, he's making himself have more touches of the ball than ever before. So I think with him doing that, I think he's just only going to keep on scoring, if I'm honest. And especially if he if he gets a chance, then you know he's scoring. Yeah, So because his service wasn't great yesterday um like i didn't feel that son was in the game at all really uh or kulazeski which which kind of surprised me because i did think that say i know they counted a few times but i did expect a bit more counter-attacking from them um but richarlison made a bit of a difference when he came on didn't he well, I mean, obviously, all, all the showboating and stuff. Was, uh, was actually, do you know what? I actually quite like to see it, to be honest with you. Um, I prefer I probably, Johnson's tackle more. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I actually quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoy all that stuff. Um, but it was a good cross for, for Kane's goal. Mm. Um, I, can't, I, I actually generally can't see him starting many games over Charleston, unless one of the, the son or the other guy, Klusesi, gets injured. Um, I think he's weight, like he's a big drop down from, from those three, isn't he? Um, but it's all right if you're winning, you, you can chase the ball down, there's space in behind, but um, it's whether you can do it against like the team sitting back and stuff. I, I don't really know of them, but... It was a great assist, though. Yeah, it yeah, was great. Yeah, yeah. I said the boot, wasn't it? I said the boot and then just... Uh, yeah. yeah, it was quality. It was a quality assist. Yeah. You kind of think, though, like I can't, I can't like from watching like match of the day and stuff and seeing like the lineups before games, a lot of teams are now adopting the like either five of the back wing backs now. Do you think that's like become like the traditional kind of 
formation now. So it used to be like your 4-4-2 or your 4-3-3. It kind of seems like the wing-backs is what everyone's going for. I mean, I think everyone's just doing it to obviously, you know, try and stop Man City and teams like Liverpool battering you, if I'm honest. But then at the same time, the full-back position is so important now in terms of getting forward. I think everyone, especially like, look at Forest. you've gone and got that um, Lodi from... From Atletico Madrid, everyone's going for like the attacking fullback that can put a ball in, you know. Mm. So I think it's it's both things defensively and obviously offensively. Every team's looking to be a bit better at the back, but also going forward with the wing backs. If you look at it now and, and you were to say who's the best winger in the Premier League, like, out and out winger, who would you say? Like at the top of your head, there's that like, one name. I actually can't think of one of like an out and out winger. Oh, that- I mean, yeah, because everyone pays that three up top. It's hard yeah. to say an out and out winger. Yeah, or I could think. Actually, I'm just thinking. I can't, I can't think of one winger. Uh, I'm sure there's an obvious one somewhere. I can't think of one. Yeah. Sterling, maybe. I don't know, but he's playing for the. I don't actually know. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I mean, I would say Salah, isn't it? It's <laughs> just because he's he's, he's always he's. I mean, he's always on the touchline, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, yes, this season ridiculous. You know, every game I try and have him to have a shot on target. He's playing like right wing back. Right yeah, wing yeah. This is, yeah. yeah, well, you kind of, you kind of see it like you kind of spoke about this on the last pod as well about Alexander Arnold defensively not as good as he is obviously on the attack. Leave Trent alone, man. Ah. Uh, don't talk about Trent like that in front of Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Trent, is, Trent, listen, Trent is Trent, and he can get away with what he wants because of his output for Liverpool's team. And at the end of the day, as I keep on saying to a lot of people that speak about Trent, he gets abused by Jurgen Klopp. Abused. He gets asked to go forward so much. What do you expect? There's going to be gaps opening up left, right, and centre. You either move him into midfield or you just leave him alone, basically. Because yeah. that's always going to happen, you know? Yeah. And so, we say we're not short of Ingr- uh, English... Uh, right-backs. Right-backs, right-wingers. Um, yeah, this is it. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, we'll, we'll go back to Saturday's games. And um, it was a 2-1 win for Chelsea. So, so it's a shame you don't have Luke, Luke today because he would have liked to talk about... Oh, is he a Chelsea fan, yeah? Yeah, Luke's Chelsea. Oh, that's unlucky, isn't it? <laughs> well, as I say, someone's got to support the team, you know what I mean? Um, but let's just talk about Gallagher sending off first. Um, definitely two yellow cards? 100%. I mean, I don't think I saw the first yellow, but the second one, I mean, he was just asking for it, man. He cleaned them out. Like, let the guy, I think he fouled Harvey Barnes. Yeah. Just leave him alone, isn't it? Like, there's players that are going to get back. Like, just leave him. You're on a yellow. It's the first, what was it, the first half? 20 yeah. minutes of time. Yeah. Like, you've left your team with 10 men for, like, majority of the game. It was just a bit silly from him, man. Yeah. Um, and so Sterling got his first Chelsea goals. Um, kind of classic Sterling performance, I thought. Uh, yeah, he got lucky with the, with the first goal. But yeah, he played well. I, I think it also helped when Chelsea went down to 10 because they could play a bit love and one counter-attack. Leicester do get a lot of the ball with no purpose. It's, it's a bit of a Brendan Rodgers sort of thing. Like that. Just move the ball, move the ball, but don't do anything with it. Um, yeah, second goal was really good. It was really good movement, actually, um, for second goal. 
I, he needed it. He needed it, Sterling, because not started too hot. So, so it was good for him to, to get a couple of goals. It was a good win that for Chelsea. Cause I thought when they went down to ten men, they, they wouldn't have won that game because um, they don't really have the, the squad debt. But Leicester are quite are quite poor, aren't they, at the moment? So oh, they, like, Ben saying that they should they should have got a draw right at the end when they was it they hit the bar. Oh yeah, they hit the bar yeah. right at the end. Yeah, yeah. but um, so probably should have got got a draw, but. I mean, it's always just keep winning that that you know because they're who who they will definitely be signing some players um, in the next few days. Whoever they'll be, whether it's Gordon or whatever, they'll definitely be adding. That's a bit desperate, though, isn't it, Gordon? He's got a good goal. He's got a good goal yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, how many goals did the guy actually scored before that? Like, it's a bit desperate for sixty mil though to go Chelsea. That yeah, because the latest deal I've seen is. Um... Is Brewer and and Gallagher going to Everton as well as twenty five mil? Do you think Anthony Gordon is worth Chelsea sacrificing Conor Gallagher and Brewer, who are two are two players who could be playing for the club for years, have got huge potential? Do you think it's a good deal? I, I do you know what I think that makes a better deal than paying sixty million up front for 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 Gordon because I think with Conor Gallagher, I think he's one of these guys you put like a buyback thing. There's a team like Everton or something like that where he can be the sort of star man. Um, he's not good enough for Chelsea, I don't think, or, or like big enough. It's too, Chelsea are too big for him, I think, and Colin Gallagher. But for Palace, he ran the show. And for Everton, I think he can really run the show. Um, but I think if Chelsea put like a buyback in that as well, like we can get back for like 60 million or whatever in a couple of years, like they've got for Tammy Abram or whatever they've got. Um, I, think that, I think that actually makes sense. 60 million for Gordon's ridiculous. Surely there's an, another winger out there for 60 million, you can get this better and more in his prime. Anyway, it's ridiculous because I, I actually quite like Andy Gordon, but it's definitely not worth that. I agree, man. I think um, I think a good signing for Chelsea, I mean, I don't think West Ham would do it, probably would be Jared Bowen for Chelsea. I think it would be a decent signing for them. Mm. I, yeah. I, think one, I think he's a bit of a one-season wonder, Jared Bowen. I think. Yeah, I mean, he's carrying a lot with West Ham. I mean, you know, they're, they're not really blessed with that many players. Forgive me, Grandad, for saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird one with West Ham because, so we keep saying, say every pod we've probably done this season, um, we just said they haven't really, they don't really refresh their, their team, obviously. I know they're signing, oh, what's his name from, from Leon? Paqueta. Paqueta, yeah. Um, Schumacher actually started for West Ham uh, at the weekend. But their performance still wasn't anything to shout about against Aston Villa. Can't shoot. That, that striker guy, he, he does good movement and stuff and he can hold the ball up. But he can't shoot. <laughs> like, he, honestly, he took a couple of shots and just like, pass it back to the keeper. Um, I don't yeah, know why West Ham are struggling, though. Sorry? No, I'm just saying, I, I, I don't know why West Ham are actually struggling at the moment. Um, in front of goal because it's, it's the same squad as last year really and they've added to it so I don't really know why they're struggling I well, think they've just got two similar strikers and Antonio and that Skamaka guy if I'm honest just yeah just to... we kind of say that it's, we just don't think that um, I don't think that Antonio Antonio's been like more of like a supply teacher up front for me and he's like <laughs> you know like that one teacher you have at school who's like how is he still doing that role? I just kind of feel like he's, he's had a good couple of seasons. He beat, obviously, he's another record goal scorer for West Ham, which is incredible. 
Um, but I think he, he didn't score for this is from like January to like April or something last season. Yeah, poor. But he's never scored more than ten league goals. Yeah. So how well that you know they were obviously what Europa League semi finalists last year. They've I think they've gone for top four two years in a row, and I mean he's only got ten league goals. So I think they definitely need a striker that's going to come in and um, be a bit different to both him and Skamaka, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's kind of starting to freshen up a bit. I think Corne getting playing consistently. I think he will he'll start performing well. Um, but Aston Villa, though, like, what's going on with Stevie G. Reese? I was literally having that conversation with someone before I come in here. I mean. I think he's out of his depth, if I'm honest. Mm. I just think um, I think he's just gone to a club that have a big budget and he doesn't know how to handle it. I think he should have gone to a club. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't really talk about Rangers like this, but obviously Rangers haven't got the biggest budget in the world. Um, he should have went to a club like, I don't know. I don't know, I'm trying to think of a club in the league that he could have went to that don't have a bigger budget. Mm. Um and just worked from the bottom up, you know? And, um, yeah, I just think it's too much for him to do there. He's yeah. kind of lost in the source. It just kind of feels like their, their team just doesn't flow. Like, Coutinho hasn't started well this campaign. Like, he kind of drifted off towards the end of last season as well. Um, but I just feel like it's just a contradicting lineup because you're playing... Like, Danny Ings is now having to play out wide when but he should be... You man in the mid, like your man in the middle. Yeah. Again, on the end of these crosses and stuff. Watkins is kind of playing just a bit out of his depth now. Like he's he's great moving forward, but he's just inconsistent. That Watkins bloke. Not Watkins bloke. <laughs> Honestly, man, fucking what's it? Because that's the thing. Like when you look at their, you look at their team, you look at their bench. There's like so many other options in there. We we kind of also said this obviously yourself, like when we spoke about Rangers, Aaron. That do you think it's like more the Michael Beale effects? Because obviously he's gone now to to QPR. Do you think he's like he was the one kind of running the show? Yeah, oh yeah. On the, the, the training pitches, it's well known that that Beale was doing all the tactical work. He's a really good coach. Gerard was it overseeing it. But all the tactics and everything like that, preparation was down to that Michael Beale, which is now the, was it Neil Crinchley, the guy that was at Blackpool, um, yeah. doing that. And I don't really know how renowned he is as a coach compared to Michael Beale. He, he probably is good, but I don't know. Um, yeah, you, you know what my thoughts are on Gerard. He's just a guy with a, with a reputation. He's a lucky manager. He's never been a good manager. I don't think he will be a good manager. Um and it actually deserves a criticism because Lampard gets all the stick and stuff for no, but it's not fair in him. Why doesn't Gerard get the stick? He, you know, because he was and, a better footballer, Aaron. But that, that, that's, <laughs> that's nothing to do with it. I actually agree with you. He was a better footballer than Lampard, just mm. about, just. Nah, just. nah, nah. I mean, Lampard scored more goals, but I think everyone knows Gerard was very, very clear. Yeah. So, so if Gan goes, so Gerard was the best player. But didn't do too well as a manager. Wasn't doing too well as a manager. Lampard's. Yeah. Hmm. What about Paul Scholes? Like he was quality at Oldham. <laughs> He's too, too busy biting his daughter's toes, isn't he? So. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh god! Oh, okay, then. Also, he looked—he looked so small like on Saturday, where he's standing next to like, Peter Crouch. He <laughs> looked ridiculously tiny. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Well, I've got to take a break. Um, so I've got the driest mouth in the world. Um, so yeah, after the break, we'll we'll go through the rest of the game, uh, the rest of the games from the weekend, and also just have a bit of transfer talk as it is the last few days of transfer window. Welcome back to the Full Time Whistle. Hope you enjoyed your half time break. Um, this week, Aaron had no footage to watch back at half time, so it was quite a smooth, smooth transition. Um, although the debates got going during the half time break, though, um, Aaron has some interesting views on Scott McTominay. Um, so, Man United got the first away win of the season. What did we make of that game? Oh, just far, I just don't know how it's not a penalty. Um, with Scott McTominay honestly he's such a lucky guy he should have been set off I think twice in the first couple of games of the season um, absolute dog shit not even his own fans like him um, his arms out there how is it not a penalty I just don't understand it I don't know if you guys have seen it it's just an absolute joke how it's not a penalty um, it's because the Manx pay the VAR both sides red and blue <laughs> But mate, I, I actually agree with you. Like, it's, it's actually ridiculous. As for United, did okay because it was a dogged performance and not great, but that was a game they, they might have lost last season. So they did well. The game made a couple of good saves and stuff. And um, but it's got away with it, man. How it should like Southampton should have got a point out of that. Mm. Yeah, they played quite good, Southampton. I must admit, I was quite a striker. Thought of a striker really consistently. She Adams might do it one game. Uh, or a couple of games in a season, you've got Adam Armstrong, who's not really good enough for Prem. If they had a striker, then, you know, they would actually be not too bad. Yeah, I kind of think that's kind of the problem with a lot of teams in that expected area of the table. Like, you kind of know that Southampton is probably going to be down there this season. But, like, teams in around that area don't really have, like, strikers. Like, Brighton, they're doing incredibly well without having, like, a great striker like Danny, Danny well, they shouldn't be kind of relying on, on Danny Welbeck he's been brilliant though mate I don't know if you saw on Saturday where he was like holding the ball up he had four guys around him and then played in, um, played it back to the guy honestly Welbeck could finish he's going to World Cup but he can't finish yeah he's, yeah. Re-bo- he's reborn man huge huge man honestly mm. yeah, it's he's great he's definitely been hitting the gym um, but Bryce are just looking consistent now um, I don't think the game wasn't the most interesting game in the world against Leeds, but they kind of just got the result and they seem to be just getting the results. Like uh, Graham Potter deserves a lot of praise for what he's doing at that club. I mean, they're just scraping one nils, aren't they? But what, um, what, what else would, you, would the Brighton fans want, really? You know, that's, that's the thing. The winning games are they're playing consistently. I mean, very true, but how much longer can they sustain that? I mean, they haven't played City yet. They haven't played Arsenal yet. They haven't played Liverpool, Spurs. So I think eventually they're going to get caught out. And I mean, we've seen teams in the past, lower league sides, start off good and then just eventually they fall off. So I'm not going to sit here and say Potter's doing an amazing job because they'll probably end up still finishing 10th. Well, that's good for a team like Brighton, though. Like... It is, but 
it's not. I mean, what do you play in the league for? Just to stay up, or yeah. do you play to, you know, challenge one of the top six sides for a European place? You know, and I think that's the mindset that some of these clubs need to have, especially like Villa, that we spoke about. Brighton, maybe Leeds. They're the sort of sides where, and Palace. They're the sort of sides that need to have a bigger mentality when they play these bigger clubs. Because if Palace had that, they would have beat City the other day. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There's not really much else to talk about in that game, really. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the most exciting game in the world. Um, let's kind of move on to Brentford and Everton. That was it's kind of a, another game of the two halves. Really. Everton looked a bit more dominant in the first half for Brentford. Kind of came back. Um, again, Brentford just seems to be kind of just scraping points, scraping draws, getting getting a few late goals. Um, do you think it is Anthony Gordon's last goal for Everton there? Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's away. I think Everton they can go and get someone else in for, in the last couple of days. Um, good point for Everton actually because they got battered, so um, it was a good point for them. Um, yeah, they're a poor team, Everton, aren't they? They really need some players. <laughs> really need some. It's amazing how bad their team is now. Um, yeah. How Rondon's still there is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, because again, like they didn't play an out-and-out striker. They played Dwight McNeil up front. Yeah. Um, but I, I still do think that um, Damari Gray has come back from his stint in in Germany, a much better player. Oh, he's class, man. He's class. I mean, last season, I mean, I shouldn't even be saying it because obviously he's a blue nose, but um, I think last year, if he played like that all the time, I think he would have been pushing for an England spot last year. Mm. 100%. I mean, he's very, very dangerous when he's up for it. But it's just yeah. a shame that he's inconsistent. Um, and that's his story of his career, really. Yeah. Because I've just got to look at the other team, uh, Everton team now. And like Alex Wobey was played in centre midfield. Like, I'm not being funny. I don't know how that guy is still playing in the Premier League, not alone had dictating in midfield. Broad. <laughs> and this is hair. <laughs> Probably why he's in the league. <laughs> I'm saying you should be a Premier League player for talking about hair than me. Well, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so anything more to add on that game, Beth? Nah. No, just a pile of shit. <laughs> pile of shit. I mean, actually, I didn't realize Brentford scored quite late on, so I actually got away with it <laughs> um, to actually get a draw. But I must say, though, Ivan Tony, what a player. Oh, he's unreal. He's got to go World Cup, yeah? He's got to go to the World Cup. Hands down. I mean, yeah, hands down, he's got to go. But I mean, will Southgate take a punt on someone that doesn't play in one of the top sides? Again, that's the question to be asked. Yeah, I mean, if he if he keeps playing consistently, um, I can see him being in the shot because obviously now, as we kind of cursed it uh, last <laughs> week, saying how uh, if Callum Wilson stays fit, he's going to the World Cup, and then gets injured just after he recorded. Um, <laughs> what did we make of uh, the Newcastle game? Um, say, two good goals in that game. Yeah. Yeah, but there were two good goals. First goal, uh, Nunez, suspect and Pope a little bit. Um, but what what goal was the Maxman? Brilliant. Really good goal. Horrible kick. 
Oh, he's a class act, that guy, man. Proper class player. Needs to be picked up by a bigger club. Yeah, I just don't think he's got the mentality. I think he's like, I think he'd rather be the main man. I, I don't know, something about him that isn't, I don't know if he's just a bit lazy. I don't know. My top teams don't like him. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think a lot of the time, though, he kind of just gets marked out of the game. I think that's, they, say my, my mate who's a Newcastle fan says this all the time, is that, that they kind of just need somebody else down the other flank so so they can kind of be spread out in terms of like the market. Do you kind of agree with that? Or do you think, yeah, as you kind of said, it's just maybe lack of consistency? I think I agree with that. I think they do need someone on the other flank to kind of, you know, take the heat off of St. Max and everything going down his side and everyone figuring him out and open up gaps. I do think, honestly, when he's one-on-one with a player, that it's just curtains for whoever he's up against. I mean, he taught Kyle Walker a new one the other day, and um, he's probably considering early retirement. Um, and yesterday, I mean, I didn't even think St. Max had a goal like that in him, to be honest. He's normally just the sort of person to run at someone, cut inside and take a hit, you know? But that mm. yesterday was unreal for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you kind of said, Aaron, that you thought it was a bit suspect from Pope, but I kind of just felt like it was a... A trademark Nevers. Um, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of shouts in there for sendings off. Um, did you think it was a bad decision not sending off uh, Fabian Cher, or or do you think he got away with it? The referee, the, the VAR doesn't seem to overrule these now as much. Um, there's one last year like where Prowse on kind of a Chelsea player and he got sent off for it. Uh, but they, they seem to not really change their minds in this. Um, so I guess they're being consistent this season. I still think it's their own decision, but at least they're being a bit more consistent um, with that type of tackle. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, again, it's, it's just one of those games. It looked, it did get brighter towards, towards the end. I think Newcastle had about three shots on target uh, after some excellent scored in the 90th minute. Um, are Newcastle setting up tactically well because they're getting again they're getting points like a draw a draw to City and then I don't know see a draw again this weekend is it a good like starting marker for what their season could turn out to be I think if they keep the players fit I mean their main ones that Bruno St Max Trippier Callum Wilson obviously but now they just signed Isaac Mm. I do think they will trouble the top six this season. Um, I think they're that side that could really push for a European place this season. Yeah, do you think, we'll see, Isaac is, is that their first big money move? Is it the the Rubinho of the Newcastle era? Yeah, but, if, but you can see him fitting in. I don't think it's, it's as big a signing as... Rubinho, but I think it's a really good side in that. Um, to honest, I've actually not really seen much of him. I just know he's an amazing football manager and FIFA and stuff. So I, I generally, and he's played for big clubs, but he seems to have moved about. His goal score record is not fantastic. Um, but he's rated really highly. Isn't he? He's got pace, which is important. He can hold the ball up, he's, but, and he can finish. So, so he should be a great signing for them. Um, I guess time will tell, but you guys posted a lot more of him than, than I have. But I think it's a really good fit. I mean, he played well in the Euros, but he didn't get a goal. 
Mm. So you can play well, but if you don't get a goal, that's your job as a striker. So I think yeah. he'll be judged on that in the Premier League, you know? Definitely. So for 60 mil. Um, exactly. The price tag is going to kill him. If he don't, don't hit the ground running with a few goals, then he's just going to be called another flop. Yeah, well, I definitely know so that my my Newcastle mate is buzzing with that one. Um, now they've actually splashed some cash and kind of moving Chris Wood down the pecking order a little bit more. Um, oh, that signing was a weird one. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of what we keep saying. I'm going to continue on every pod. I think to the end of the season that you can't get a backup striker for less than twenty million pound now. Like Che Adams, twenty five million is being linked for. Why? When has Che Adams ever been worth twenty five million quid? If he was an English international or not a Scottish international, mate, you can add another twenty million onto that. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. I think he's as Scottish as as Reese. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair, mate. Yeah, yeah. Zero. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did, I, did you know he was Scottish before he uh, got his first call up? Aaron? Only because football manager, you could call him up. Yeah, you know, you know there's a bit of a trend there, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, it's like Matt Ritchie, when, when, when Matt Ritchie got called up for Scotland and uh, he got into what's it like playing for, for your country when it's the first time I've ever been here. <laughs> so. Yeah, that is, that is crazy, isn't it? It's like my, my dad's a, a proud Irishman and um, he was cursing every time Harry Kane touched the ball yesterday because he should have. He should have played for Ireland. He doesn't like Declan Rice. He should have played for Ireland. Grealish is a twat because he never played for Ireland. Um, yeah, some players need to stick to their nationality and play for their country. If I was good enough, I'd play for Ireland, but I haven't <laughs> had my call up yet. Um, so um, we'll just talk about the Arsenal Fulham game uh, quickly. Um, I didn't catch too much of, of this one. I mean, I didn't catch too much. Uh, have the game to talk because uh, that's too busy off my head at Reading Festival. Um, <laughs> but say another another three points for Arsenal. Um, you kind of get to see a few of the games, Reese. How do you kind of see how you rating Arsenal at the moment? Um, it's, it's a hard one because I think in individuals are having a better season than the teamers. If you get where I'm coming from. So I think obviously since Saliba's come in, he's been a big difference to them at the back. But I still think Gabriel's a bit suspect, even though he made it up with a goal the other day. Um, I do think if Tierney's in instead, even though Tierney, I do think he is good. I do think he is a big difference to um, Sinchenko. Sinchenko needs to play them more fluid. Um, I think Odegaard's having a mad season. Um, if he gets injured, then I think they're going to miss a lot. I don't know what that Fiera guy's like that they just signed. I mean, I know he got, what I think, the second most assists in Portugal last year. But again, Premier League's a lot different. And um, I haven't been as impressed as Arsenal fans have been with Gabriel Jesus. I mean, I know he's looked nice with nice flicks and tricks and stuff, but he's only scored in one game. And that was the Leicester game where he got two goals. I mean, he hasn't scored in the other game. So, again, you're judged on being a striker for scoring. And you can do all those flicks and tricks. But for me, unless you're scoring, you're not effective. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I kind of agree with that, to be fair. Um, Harsh. He's made a big impact. 
he's made a big impact, but like that's what new signings do sometimes. I mean, they lift the crowd and they lift the squad. But I mean, I'm not. I mean, if we signed a striker for fifty million, I mean, we signed one for what sixty-four add-ons takes it up to about eighty-five. And if Darwin Nunes don't score goals, then that's what he's being judged on. I mean, Jesus has got the same goals and assists as Roberto Firmino. Yeah. And Firmino done what he's done in one game. So, really, how good has Jesus been playing? If, you know, I know they've got wins on the board, Arsenal, but again, have they been tested? I mean, in certain games, like the other day, Fulham had chances to, to win the game or, if anything, walk away with something. But Arsenal just had the t- determination and a bit of luck at the end, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of pains me to see Mitrovic scoring because I just don't want him to have a great season because he's probably the difference for Fulham about them staying up. And then with Forrest being where they are, I need some teams to start start playing a bit badly. He would definitely have 99 strength from FIFA, man. Yeah. He's an animal. He's looked like he's put some size as well coming into this campaign. Oh, he'd done something the other, like, what was it, Saturday night? Or was it Saturday night? Yeah, I think it was Saturday night. And I mean, he just threw four players off of him and he's just he's just something else. I think he's going to cause a lot of teams problems this year, especially lower down the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it pains me. It's all not, not playing badly. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to finish off today's pod with a bit of, a bit of transfer news. Um, so it's going to be a busy week for us on the pod this week um, with midweek games as well. Um, Aaron's, uh, Aaron's diary's never been so full. Um, oh, wait, it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I've had to get, like, cancel plans and stuff, you know? Well, I mean, you said you're not drinking, so what else are you going to be doing now? Is that what I mean? I know, mate. Well, I'll cry over watching Cardiff on Tuesday. Probably another no-no. So, mm. yeah. Got that to that- is that because you just keep signing any player from the championship who's a free agent? Uh, any shite championship player who's a free agent who isn't a striker, then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, just going through Sky Sports looking down. Um, let's say it's a lot of Manchester United-related um, transfer news at the moment. Um, Al, I, Al Bounds, obviously, as we spoke about earlier, one for Saka. Um, apparently, West Ham are now interested in signing them. Would he be a good addition for, for West Ham if you went there? No. <laughs> nah. You don't think? Who's their right back at West Ham? Kufau and Johnson. I mean, it's a bit... I mean, I rate Johnson. I do think they could get rid of that Kufau, though. Especially for that own goal he scored against City last year. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, I kind of just feel like it's... It'd be a great deal for Palace if you went there. Like, I mean, anyone... Anyone's an upgrade on Samuel Klein, but I just kind of feel like if he if he's been comfortable there before, he's he's say moved for fifty million. So he's a he's a player who's obviously got that fee. So yeah, I do think that it would be um, a better option if he did go to uh, to Palace. But then yeah, um, United have agreed a deal for Newcastle's Dubravka. Strange one for me actually. I thought. I can't explain that one. I think that's just a random pull out the bag, if you ask me. I mean, who they got in this in between the sticks? De Gea, Tom Heaton, 
I think they got one more after is he, that. Is Lee Grant still knocking around? I think he's a coach now. Is it? Yeah. Is, Rob, is Rob Green still on Chelsea's books? Or is he actually retired now? No, he retired out to get his medal, mate. His Europa League medal. Yeah, no, I did find that funny. It's like a lot of uh, Premier League teams are now signing like players at the end of their careers now, aren't they? Like Tom Huddleston's gone to United to be their like older player in the youth setup. It's a, it's a bit weird because I had like Paul McShane doing it as well. He's <laughs> it, just it's, mad, isn't it? It's like Tom Huddleston's playing for Man United technically now. Yeah, uh, he probably would get into the team before Fred and McTominay, really. Um, and then we're also. And obviously, we talked about Pocotta going to to West Ham. I'll say Anthony is just on board of Manchester United news, to be honest with you. Um, because it's already going to be about Ronaldo over the next few days. Should he stay or should he go now, Reese? I think he should go, man. I think, um, I mean, I've never been Ronaldo's biggest fan anyway. I know, obviously, he's one of the GOATs. But, I mean, I've always been a Messi fan. And um, I think since he's come back... Obviously, don't get me wrong, he scored goals last year, but United look a lot more fluid with him up there. I think he's just holding them back now, if I'm honest. Mm. Yeah, so the Man U fans I've been talking to kind of said that they came back for a season. He's had nothing really to lose by going to United, really. Um, and again, he can get Champions League football even if he goes to like Lisbon. But I think Chelsea, the Chelsea talk and Napoli maybe, but yeah, no, I think it's just... Load of bollocks, really. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the latest transfer news as we record. Um, so yeah, as, as I was saying, it's going to be a busy week for the pod. Um, so tune in. Any games we're looking forward to? I know we've got a couple of, we've got a London derby um, with West Ham versus Spurs, and that's going to be an interesting game. Um, then obviously, yeah, Forest playing, playing Man City, another tough game there for, for Forest. Uh, who have Liverpool got? Newcastle at home. Oh, that's see again. So that's that's the tough game. They've got a few injuries though, so I'm confident now. <laughs> I wouldn't have mm. been before, but um, now they've got a few players out. Yeah, I think that's a got to be a win for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Aaron, you're you're looking forward to an evening with Neil Warnock. Yeah, I've gone a few weeks, mate. I think I think it should be pretty fun. Um, my only concern with it is, is that it's in Huddersfield and he's got three different tours. And I hope it's just not all Huddersfield related for an hour. Mm. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. It'll be, good. It'll be good to meet the legend himself. Best manager of all time. There you go. <laughs> nah, he, he is generally the best manager of all time. I don't care. Like, he, he fucking, he's brilliant. Well, all together? Oh, nah. I mean, get, get Pep. Get Pep to take that car to the team from where they were and get them promoted with, with that budget. You know what I mean? Oh, he's phenomenal. He's the best manager not to win anything big. Put it that way. He's, 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 Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, yeah, that, that should be fun. Um, yeah, I've um, yeah, got nothing, really. Uh, <laughs> Forrest Bournemouth on Saturday. That's all I've got. That's all oh, I hope Keeper Moore scores again, mate, again to you. I hope. I pray. I'll put a tenner on it. Yeah. Well, you're going to lose the £10. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's it from us today. Um, how have you found your debut, Reese? Have you enjoyed yourself? Yeah, I've enjoyed myself, man. I think I've held back from obviously um, shooting a lot of teams down. Mm. Could have said a lot worse, but um, I'll save that for the next pod. 
Yeah, well, we brought you on here for a bit of debate. So I think uh, when we're all on, when Luke's on as well, I think uh, we got a bit fiery, didn't it, last pod, Aaron? Yeah, it did. Because yeah, Luke was getting all, he got, got his knickers in a twist over like Tottenham being, um, you know, <laughs> all the hype around Tottenham. Just yeah, like, yeah. Right, yeah. Comes out with a lot of shite, that boy, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no so I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, thank you for joining us, Reese. Hope you uh, hope you uh, see out your contract. Hope there's no, uh, no transfer moves anytime soon. Hopefully uh, I don't get injured then, eh? <laughs> no, you don't need to get injured, mate. You don't need to get injured. Um, so, yeah, anything from anyone? No, just up the reds. No, I'll agree, up the, up the reds. Aaron. No, the real Reds, man, not your one. Nah, we're 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 the original Reds, mate. Oldest football team in the in the world. Oh, I've heard this one before. Well, we we were the Reds in twenty twelve, so I'll see up the Reds as well. <laughs> <laughs> what colour kit does Cardiff? What I'm confused. That like one minute blue, one minute red. Yeah, yeah. What, no, what is blue. Cardiff? It's blue, but 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 we sold our soul, so we became the from the Bluebirds. We became the Red Dragons for a season and like, like a few years. Um, oh, that's mad. Yeah, a bit mad. It was okay when we got promoted, but then when shit hit the fan, it was like, right, let's go back to blue, please. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It, it didn't really, it didn't really catch the feel, did it? When it was lucky, it was luck. It's like Mal- reds are lucky color in Malaysia. So yeah, well, you kept all your seats in the stadium blue, so it's kind of a bit of a. We do have a red stand actually. The 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 built a red stand, um, uh, top tier stand when they got promoted. But because we got relegated straight away, it's constantly empty unless it will. Yeah, and now I've never seen never seen it used. Um, yeah, but anyway, let's stop let's stop chatting shit. Um, we'll end the spot there. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, keep sharing it. Keep sh- let's keep letting people know. Um, you still hear me? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought I'd pull my headphones out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, keep sharing around. So give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram. Um, click the bell on Spotify. And uh, yeah, hopefully um, now we've got an influencer on in, in Reese, we can get a few more. <laughs> influencer? <laughs> no, don't say that, man. Don't say that. I'm not an influencer, mate. I'm oh, just, I've heard. Just, uh, just a good lad. <laughs> So yeah, we'll leave it there. So until next time, enjoy yourselves and uh, we'll be back in a couple of days' time. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, very nice. Very nice.